Thank you. You guys are awesome. I felt at home the entire time that I was here. Um, I love you guys. I love the love that you've showed me. And I'll also plug Rusty and Linda's thing at their house because I've not met more people, people more hospitable than you guys have been. So thank you for hosting me. And, um, and now I want to say things. I don't know. The whole thing that we've been talking about is, is prayer is quieting ourselves. And the analogy that I keep coming back to is this, the well of living water that's inside of each and every one of us. And so much of our lives is spent, engaged, running, busy, hurried, surrounded by noise and thoughts, thought pollution, noise pollution. And what that equates to is if we have a well in us, we are just compounding junk into that well. Muck, leaves, twigs, decaying, dead things. And the trick is we think we need to put on our boots and grab a shovel and get in there and fix it ourselves and clean out the well. But it's fresh, it's cool, it's flowing water. And if you just quit compounding more stuff into it, it'll clean itself out. Because that's the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. So we've spent a lot of time doing these little exercises and forms and, and trying to just make ourselves available to God and make ourselves quiet before God to be still and know, to let our whole world sit in silence before him, to go into lonely places and pray. Does it sound like stuff in your Bible that we can do? And the forms are all great and they're all wonderful. But last night we said, pray as you can, not as you think you must. So none of these are meant to be like, you have to do it this way, this time, always and forever, now and ever and unto ages of ages. Um, just let God lead you, but know that these are tools in your toolbox. And I also always say, not everybody's called to this kind of contemplative life. And if you're not, and your giftings are otherwise, don't feel guilty about that. We talk about becoming ourselves and being ourselves. And when Tim's talking about the resurrection, when Jesus says, you know, put your hand in. I've always found it interesting that he, in his resurrection, he still bears the scars. So he's still who he is, and his story is still who he is. So don't ever lose that. Don't think that you lose yourself when you gain. Well, that's not right either. Just don't lose yourself. We'll just leave it at that. How's that sound? Sound good? Yeah, and that's okay, and that's good. So don't be ashamed of them. And, um, and God will point them out to you when you're quiet, and then he'll help you heal. And that's a very big part of it. So what I wanted to do today is make everybody sit in silence for extended periods of time until they're uncomfortable. Sound good? <laughs> Sound great? Some of you might be used to it by now. Um, and we're going to do a prayer exercise that was developed by a Spanish monk, St. Ignatius of Loyola. And um, he was big on, you are here now in this. That's what he would say to God all the time with everything that he did. You are here now in this, which means in my physicality, in my faculties, in my ability to think and breathe and do and kneel and touch and smell. And he would even incorporate something like imagination, being creative while you pray, um, the same way that you might... Tim brought up this really great point this weekend. Like When you read a book and then see the movie, you always say the book is better because you're engaging your imagination and, and using that for imagery and engaging in it. And we could do the same thing with the Scripture, and the Scripture can read us, and the Scripture can lead us into the presence of God, into the presence of Christ himself, who will then speak to us and as much as this is the story of God, this is the story of God's people, and we are God's people, and we are in that story. So today we're going to take a passage of the scripture, and we're going to enter into it. We're going to become a part of this specific moment in time and see what God has to, says, has to say to us. Sound good? The only disclaimer I ever give is, you know, I was reading a lot of monastic literature about this type of prayer, don't become dependent on the image. Be dependent on the God. So don't think every time you read the scripture you have to experience this or that you have to get fixated on this and say, well, but God, 
what I saw or what I thought has to happen, if he says no, then he says no, and you just move on. But So what we're going to do is I'm going to read a passage of Scripture three times slowly. The first time, I want you to hear it as though you have never heard it before. So any preconceived notions you may have about this story, wipe them clean out of your mind. The second time that I read it, I want you to engage your imagination. And I want you to think, what sensory details can I notice in this story? What do I, what would, if I were there, what would I smell? What would I touch? What would I feel? What would I hear? Would I be hot? Would I be cold? Would I be sweating? Would I smell B.O.? Would I smell livestock? Would I smell dust? Um, and then in the third reading, I want you to be in the story. Imagine yourself in the story. Maybe you identify with a certain person that's in the story, a certain character, if you will. Or maybe you're observing from the outside. Be in it. Immerse yourself in the scripture. And then after the third time, I want you to let everything fade away from the details of the story, but you and Jesus. And then just see what he does. See what he says. Don't ask him anything. Don't expect anything. Just let him do what he does. Sound good? Sound uncomfortable? Good. Uh, The first time, I'll probably leave like two minutes in between. The second time, I'm going to leave about five minutes in between. And then the third time, I'm going to give you ten minutes of silence. You think ten minutes is enough, Tim? Okay, we'll do ten. And then I'm going to ring the bell, because Tim loves the bell. And then we'll talk about it together. People can share what their experience was. If they're like, it didn't work for me, that's fine. Share that. If you're frustrated, share that. Talk about what you struggled with, what he revealed to you, whatever it is. We'll just talk because we're family, and that's what families do. Sound good? So let me get my timer up and running now that I know how to use it. So if you would all just close your eyes for a moment. Um, I'm actually going to let me open in a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. O heavenly King, O comforter, the spirit of truth, who are present everywhere, filling all things, treasury of good things, giver of life, come and abide in us, cleanse us of every stain, and save our souls, gracious Lord. Amen. So if you just close your eyes and take a deep breath. Settle in and allow your senses to calm. In this first reading, hear it as though you have never heard this before. But as he went... The multitudes thronged him. Now a woman, having a flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all of her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes Press you and you say, Who touched me? But Jesus said, Somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. Now when the women saw the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling, and fall, falling down before him, she declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace.
But as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Now a woman having a flow of blood for twelve years, who had spent all of her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you, and you say, Who touched me? But Jesus said, Somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. What do you notice in here? Do you feel the sun beating down on you? Do you taste the dust as you breathe in and out? Do you feel the people jammed up against you, brushing your shoulders? Hear the clamor of their speak? Or the animals around you? What do you smell? What emotion do you feel? Put yourself in the story. Where are you? Who are you?
this last reading be in the story and then when it's done sit in silence and let everything fade but you and Jesus but as he went the multitudes thronged him now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all of her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any came from behind and touched the border of his garment and immediately her flow of blood stopped and Jesus said who touched me when all denied it Peter and those with him said master the multitudes press you and you say who touched me but Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, and she declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she had been healed immediately. And he said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace.
you can take a minute to wrap up or slowly slowly come back I only did eight minutes felt like maybe it was getting a little rough but it contributed to the ambiance of perhaps the sounds that would have been in the scene so anyway um, was that did anybody find that extremely difficult yeah yeah did anybody find it surprisingly easy yeah that's great Oh, wonderful. Oh, yeah. Didn't, did it feel like the time flew by or went extremely slowly? Yeah. Oh, that's how it is for me all the time. Um, well, I'd just like to talk about um, if anybody received anything. You know, was there anything specific? Uh, well, I guess the first question is, what did you notice, like, as you were trying to engage that, imagining the, the sensory experience of being there? What sort of things? And you can just kind of shout them out. What What did you notice? What was specific to you? That she had a long face. Mm. She, she knew that she was supposed to be healed. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Like, what, what did you notice? Um, is there anything specific you noticed about the people or the, the, the scenery, the sensory stuff? Was there something you were like, why am I smelling that right now? Or, you know, that sort of thing. Nothing sensory, really. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's great. Yeah. So you were really able to immerse yourself in that in that story and like really see it as so it's interesting like when my wife and I first met and we were talking she grew up in the church and I did not so when she would tell me you know when I think about you know the Bible stories when I think about like David and Goliath and stuff like that she goes I picture them as the, the little people or like cartoons because as as children we had cartoon books and cartoon stories of them and so that's so funny like to me it's like I'm watching the history channel because I came to Christ as an adult so it was I, I don't know so just hearing you say that I, it reminds me of picturing all of these stories as though I were watching the History Channel with like detailed, uh, in detailed scenery and stuff like that. Um, anybody else? Mm. Like claustrophobic feeling. It's so good to see you again, man. Um, who did you identify with in the story? Were you able to put yourself in the story and, and be a participant? The woman? The woman. Was anybody any a bystander? Who said bystander? Bystander. Okay. Mm. So when everything, at the end, did everything fade away but you and Jesus, and what happened with that? What did he do or say or communicate to you?
finally realized I should be doing this. That's okay. Um, so at the very end, after the third reading, the goal was to let everything fade away from the story but you and Jesus. And then just see what he does. How does he look at you? What does he do? What does he say? Um, were you able to get to that point? And if so, what did he do? What did he say? My next question. As much as you are comfortable with giving. So, you know how Pixar has those moments where there is just like a street light and it's just there and everything's dark? So, where I was standing and where Jesus was standing, everyone like sand disappears. It is just the two of us. He comes and like zooms out to prove that it is just only us, like to the point that we're a speck. Comes back and literally just comes and sits with me on the ground and says nothing which is my least favorite thing that he does, and he does it more frequent than I care to admit to, but it's whatever. So, you know, mm, thanks, God. Yeah. Um, and sat there, and it instead just gave, uh, I don't know how to, emotions, feelings, comfort of just knowing there's care, mm -hmm. there's understanding, um, there's disagreement, which is always a great time when he's like, yeah, I don't agree with you on that one, but okay. Hmm. Um, so that's just what I got from him. And we just sat there, and then I went to sleep, which mm. was nice. He just hung out, I guess. I don't know what he did. I went to sleep. That's all I know. Not here right now, but right. It, okay, just right, make right, sure. That's always fun because, um, you know, I used to get really mad at myself when I would fall asleep praying. And I would be really disappointed, like, how could I bail on God like that? And then I read something about, you know, our children, we love when they fall asleep on our lap while talking to us because they feel safe and they feel comfortable. So that's, that's a real testimony to your relationship with Jesus and the, the level of, of peace and comfort that you have with him. And hopefully that fuels your prayer life out of this to talk about the things. What do we disagree about? What do we, you know... And um, that's the whole point, is this should, this should fuel more prayer, more prayer, more prayer. So um, what happened with me is it, I was still at the same place, like kind of about the stage from where I'm sitting from Jesus. And every time that I... Even at the very first reading, I felt like I was someone in the in the con or in the group of people, and I felt like I wanted to get closer. But if I, in order to get closer, I was going to have to be someone I did not want to be, like mm. like in, like a uh, like rude and disrespectful and like like really forcing your way in. And I felt like even some of the ones that were really close were being that way. Mm. And so then, when it was just when we did the third time I had that same sense same place I was a little bit ahead of him he was kind of to my left and then um everyone just kind of just faded away and he walked up to me and he put his head up against my head and he just said real quietly he said you are not unseen mm. is what he said and then just sat with you there yeah yeah and then um I don't know about Three or four minutes later, I was walking like on this really beautiful beach, which is uh, imagery he's given me many times of me yeah. and him just walking there. That's beautiful. You should write that down. Keep that somewhere. Always remember you're not unseen. We've talked a lot about reminders this weekend. I feel like you know, God's a real good reminder. He reminds us of things and stuff. I don't know why I'm telling you this. But... Any other takers? All right. All right. So, like I said, I was <clears throat> the woman. And what's interesting is, like, I can relate to that feeling of if I could just, I know that it, sometimes it's like if I can just have somebody pray for me, 
or if I can just pray for my kid, or I can just pray for somebody that I know that I can't be with and lay hands on. Mm -hmm. Like, I believe in my heart, they'll be healed. And so I relate to that, coming in there and having an, um, an ailment, just knowing if I could just get close to him, if I could just touch him, I know I can be healed. But sometimes there's distractions. Sometimes it's too far away. Sometimes you can't do what you feel like you need to do to be able to do that. And so in the, <clears throat> in the vision and the process, it was actually being able to do that. And it, you know, and, and so I got there, touched him. And it's funny because I kind of picture him um, with like this really long uh, flowing, not a cape, but a, you know, real royal yeah. robe almost mm. from behind. And it's got like the nice, it's fluffy. I don't yeah. know how else to describe it. It's real long. It's not at all how it probably. That's the same way that I, I real life like should have been. Fun like a nice and, long king yeah. one from like the old cartoons or something. Yeah. Like a really nice big long one that was probably easier to reach than like a little short stubby one. But mm. uh, anyway, so when I touched it, I, like I kind of felt guilt like maybe I shouldn't have pushed my way there and done that. But then when he turned around and he acknowledged me, it mm. was like. Okay, I know I was in the place where I was supposed to be. I know I did. I, I followed what I was supposed to do. I received my healing, and then we just, we stayed, we, we connected, we shared, and then it was um, <clears throat> just a few, a few minutes, and like I said, I lost track of time, a few minutes of, like, reveling and relishing in, like, getting back to Jesus, getting close to Jesus, drawing in with him. And um, so then it went from... Uh, when, if if somebody blacks out, they kind of describe it like their peripherals go dark, and the only thing you see is what's directly in front of you, and that's kind of how it felt. And then that happened for a few minutes. It was just me and him again, just kind of reconnecting. And then um, this is an extra weird part. Um, and all of a sudden changed. I noticed the stone everywhere, and then I said, "Hey." It's time for some pizza. I'm going to go home and cook some pizza on my new uh, stone that I got. And that's when the bell beeps. So I think it was the perfect Pizza's time done. For, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so That's anyway. incredible. My interpretation of that, and this isn't like gospel or anything, but it's interesting to me that the kingly robe, the affirmation of his kingship, and also with it being a long robe, what that speaks to me is the accessibility of Christ to us, you know what I mean. You don't have to reach as far. I mean, he's really right. Yeah, that's awesome. Pizza's done. He's cooking. Did any of the um, I, so this morning? I actually had a different passage picked for this. I was going to do the the Mary and Martha passage. And then I was showering, and I really felt like God was saying, no, do that one. And um, I was like, I wanted to question it, but I decided not to. And even as I was flipping through the pages to pick, to find it, um, I would notice other stories. And I was like, oh, that'd be a good one. Oh, that'd be a good one. Now let's just stick with what God said and just do it. And I remember the first time that I did this exercise with, this, with that passage, I was like, I'm not, a, I'm not allowed to identify as the woman. So I, I wonder, did any of the men here feel that way or feel weird about that or no good for you very confident in your manhood flashbacks of Dan Muller right he's like I am the bride can't you see me in my wedding dress with my combat boots and my hairy legs <laughs> glad I'm to a, know I'm not the weird one I'm a vision yeah yeah <laughs> Were you going to say something, Garth? Well, it was just the fact that... It was the fact that I didn't identify with her as much as the point where she realizes she is no longer hidden mm. stood out in mm. ways that it hasn't before. Because what does that mean? Does it mean the crowd parted and it was kind of like that moment in movies where... The guy sees the girl he knows he's going to marry. It goes in a slow motion. Yeah, slow motion. 
perfect lighting, hair's blonde. It's great. Is that what happened to her? I doubt it. Mm. But somehow she felt fully known, and because she was fully known, she confessed before him. And that just draws me in more than anything, that Jesus says, I know you. Come. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. So I back, was, back oh, there, I'm sorry, there's another one. I'll put myself in the queue. I was, I was one of the bystanders in this thing. But the eyes of Jesus were unreal. Mm. He didn't look around and say, who touched me? And, you know, as an irritated, it was a loving, <clears throat> he was looking around trying to see. And he looked at me too. He goes, I got you. Mm. Even though the woman was the one that was in, in the spotlight, everyone around him was also in his, in his eyes yeah. there. That's incredible. So like I said, I was one of the disciples questioning how the heck did you know power went for, out from you? I mean, I've laid hands on people and had them fall out and I didn't feel it, or not fall out, like fall down, and I didn't feel a thing. You know what I mean? I didn't feel nothing. I was sh- shocked it happened. Put my hands on your head and say this thing, and then, and I go, Jesus, so that was what I was kind of obsessing over at first. And then he was like, that's not what I want to talk to you about. Classic. <laughs> He's like, that's not what I want to talk to you about. I don't want to talk to you about how I can sense the spirit better than you at this season of your whatever. So that's not what's interesting. What he said, let's talk about the woman and how she had no idea how she was healed. All she knew was, I got to touch Jesus and then I'll be healed. Hmm. Total mystery as to how he healed her. To her. She has no clue how it works. And, and that, start, that got me on this thing because, as you know, uh, full disclosure, I feel like Gateway's the woman. And because I've been praying and puzzling, how do we heal? How do we heal? And th- so the answer was just so loud and clear. Well, it's a mystery how, but it's not a mystery who. Mm. And, and t- one, one touch. We, we touch. we touch Jesus is how. But we don't really understand how. You know, so then I just kind of sat and thought about that for a lot. Yeah. Also, I noticed some things like the weird buzzing in the sound system and children. And <laughs> it's all part of the experience. It is, isn't it? But I, oh, going back, Garth's thing was, I, in, that's intriguing, Garth. The level of detail that you had with Sky and like that they were repairing the road. I'm like, bro. You need to be writing. Does anyone else think that? Like what? I heard animal noises. Anyone else hear animal noises? What kind of animals? Me too. I was wondering that too. I was like, how did Garth know it was outside? I thought it was inside. Yeah, mine was oh, inside. Really? Oh. Yeah, well, it doesn't specify, does it? I don't. Yeah, that's true. I was envisioning like one of those, one of those old school con- big concrete. I don't know what they're called. Those great big old buildings. It's the old old ones. Yeah, mm. that's how, with like the, the uh, pillars, kind of like the um, windows with like the the vines and stuff that hang off the edges with like the water pots or whatever. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Yeah, like a courtyard or whatever, but it had a top. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And we can't all be right. <laughs> so the phrase that really stood out to me was, um, go in peace, your faith has made you well. The words, peace and faith and wellness. And even after she had, she already knew that she was healed before Jesus again pronounced over her, 
your well. Mm. I just think that's fascinating how there, there were those two, there was that piece that happened privately inside of her own body and then that piece that was a more public declaration. Yeah. And I wonder, um, you know, after Tim said about Gateway, is the woman, um, I think that peace and faith and wellness, that, that fits into what he has, what, yeah. And I think this weekend, some of the things that, the tools that we learned about peace are an important part of us, um, at least for me, important piece for me to be well. Mm. is bringing those thoughts to a place of captivity and peace. Yeah. There's a lot in that, Danny. It's good stuff. I guess I relate, relate to the woman, I guess, in this story. It's so because I have thought about this story many times. Uh, I'm going to, I go to chemo every Tuesday. I've been mm -hmm. doing it for two years. And there's about 20, 25 people that are in there at the same time I am. It ranges anywhere from four hours to six hours. And so many times I think when we're sitting there, it's stuff that, it, it's, you know, that, you know, there's people like me that are doing well. There's people there that you don't see the next week. Mm. And uh, it's like I, so many times I wish that Jesus would walk by and we could all touch his robe and that we could all be well and that we could all go home. Yeah. Um, I was a, a bystander and um, wa watching Jesus and the woman and um, the thing that came up in me was, oh, I wish, I wish I had the faith and Preston for, um, Preston like she did. And when we, when we prayed... I felt like um, God asked me, "What what would you well what would you want to be healed of?" And I said, "Well, God, what would you want <laughs> me to be healed of?" And I felt like He said, um, "I would like you to be healed." I guess when Tim talked about the woman being gateway, this just kind of came up. I would like you to be healed of feeling like you have to help yourself. And that I kind of examined that, like, what, what is it? You know, the, the God helps those who help themselves and I mean, and everyone can relate to this. There's lots of things that you juggle and, um, oh, I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to be better at this and helping yourself. And there's something about this woman who had spent all of her livelihood on try trying to heal herself and it, the, the helping herself was simply coming to Jesus and touching him um, and there's a simple faith involved in that for me, like um, sim in simple faith asking the Lord for these things that I'm trying to juggle and press in and help and, you know, um, manage, manage. Um, and I, I feel like the Lord wants me to simply ask in faith 
you know, if we all, faith is a, a gift given to us. So, you know, the summary of the whole weekend is if we can utilize our lifetime making ourselves receptacles of that gift, available for that gift, surrendered to that gift of faith, then at some point, even if it's at the very end of all things, we all get to touch the robe and we all get to go home. Everyone would stand. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen.